Hey, Salt Lake, at the risk of being too personal, is your mattress sagging? If you are rolling into a taco every night, I am begging you to visit your local mattress warehouse and just try something a little firmer. Your spine is the center of your being, and I don't just want you to have good posture. I want you to Disney princess your way around this city, flush with optimism from a good night's sleep. Visit mattresswarehouseutah.com to find the location nearest you. That's mattresswarehouseutah.com. Here's what Salt Lake's talking about. The Salt Lake Tribune had some fighting words for the mayor's office on homelessness. Plus, Utah is the best state to get married. Do you agree? Lead producer Emily Means is here to make sense of the week's top stories. It's Friday, July 28th. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Good morning, lead producer Emily Means. How you doing? Oh, good morning, host Ali Vallarta. Doing well. Looking forward to talking about the news with you. I know. But before we get into the news of the week, I have some breaking personal news to share with you. <laughs> I know. I know. But I, I just feel I that- just don't know what to say to that. <laughs> Listen, this happened to me around midnight yesterday. It is early morning Thursday. I haven't been able to share this with anyone, and I just need to get it off my chest because something right. really exciting happened to me last night. Okay? Here's what it is. For the first time- In my life on earth so far, 32 years, I ate a calzone and did not burn my mouth. (laughs) Listeners, my face. (laughs) Have you ever eaten a calzone and not burned your mouth, Emily? Be honest. I mean, yes, because I'm a sophisticated woman of the world or something. I don't know. Okay, I feel gaslit. This is crazy. Anytime pizza is encased, I don't wait for the tomato sauce to get cool enough to eat it. I've never learned. I've never learned. And last night, I got a calzone. I went to watch the Women's World Cup at the Gallivan Center. I got a calzone from the food truck. I stood there. I stared it down. I said, not today. I took one lap around downtown, got back towards like by the Gallivan Center, and then bit into it. Perfect. No pain, no misery. Great eating experience. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm a different person today. And wow. I just I needed to get that off my chest. So wow. now we can I mean, talk about less important news. <laughs> thanks for sharing that with me. So, okay. We need to talk about the Salt Lake Tribune. So the Salt Lake Tribune editorial board wrote this op-ed in their own paper titled... City, state, and church leaders must do more for Utah's homeless population. And they kind of go after all the different levels of government and how they're not doing enough to address our homelessness crisis, which is a human rights crisis that we face in this city and in this county and in this state. It is not just a Salt Lake issue. It's an issue in St. George. It's an issue in Ogden. But they, they go pretty hard on the mayor's office in particular. Salt Lake City Mayor Aaron Mendenhall. Yep. Yep. So they open this editorial with news from our rival city, Denver, uh, where the newly inaugurated mayor, Mike Johnston, has declared a state of emergency around homelessness. 
His goal with this emergency declaration is to get a thousand people experiencing homelessness housed by the end of the year. The emergency declaration, just like it does in any city or state, um, it opens up funding and kind of like helps the bureaucratic processes of government move along a little bit more right. quickly. Right from the get go, you can see that like that sets the tone for this to be a critique of how Salt Lake City has handled this crisis. And specifically is not doing enough. And is not doing enough. It's used as the foil to what Salt Lake City's done, which is not declare a state of emergency, not leveraged every single possible resource, like not thrown the book. Yeah. Right, right. And so like the headline, right, mentions these different levels of government, plus the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and the big pot of money that they're sitting on that isn't going towards housing people right now, tomorrow, they could do that with that money. But they could potentially do it globally. Yes. <laughs> but certainly yes. in Salt Lake City or Salt Lake County. Yeah. Yes, where they're headquartered. Mm -hmm. But really, this editorial puts so much emphasis on Salt Lake City that I'm like, well, why did you even include these other, these other levels of government and the church in this at all? Mm -hmm. My biggest question was, they put this out in the middle of this election year? Yes. Is that where you landed? Yeah. Well, I mean, there was a line in this editorial that said specifically, you know, what their sort of big ask was mm -hmm. is, quote, bold leadership from the mayor's office. And I think that is a very specific claim to make and thing to say in the middle of an election year where the cornerstone issue is homelessness. Now, mm -hmm. it is worth noting the Salt Lake Tribune only recently became a nonprofit. Before they were a nonprofit entity, th the paper of record in the state, the Salt Lake Tribune, they used to endorse. Yeah, you're right. I think what they're trying to do is figure out how to still leverage the power that they have and the influence that they have for good, right, and not saying nothing on these issues that their editorial team is pretty well versed on because they've got, you know, a plethora of reporters that report on these issues every day. But at the same time, as a nonprofit, they can't just get out here and endorse. So we've been seeing these, these turn towards like these editorials that are like a, a little bit spicy. Like I would say, you know, if the waitress was asking, they're medium spice. They're, uh, <laughs> they're medium spice. Um, Which is really spicy for Utah. So. But at the same time, like I am annoyed by fence sitting as a person. I find it to be quite obnoxious. And so sometimes I feel like I read these Salt Lake Tribune editorials and I'm like, sorry, what what are you saying exactly? Like it it feels like you're saying a lot and also not being super clear at the same time. Mm. What would you like the mayor's office to do besides, I guess I'm ascertaining declare a state of emergency, but like you're just calling for bold leadership. Like it feels a, it feels like you're instigating a little bit. Little bit, yeah, stirring the pot. Um, Allie, thanks for noting that line about um, bold leadership from the mayor's office. The one that stuck out to me was the community needs more fire, more focus if the homelessness issue is going to get better. And they serve that line right up for her opponents to use, I feel like. And I actually, uh -huh. I went and I looked at um, former Mayor Rocky Anderson's Twitter. Yeah, he is, of course, running against Mayor Mendenhall this year. Yeah. And there it was. There it was. The screenshot from the editorial. And yeah, I was just like, well, things are about to get 
really interesting yeah. here. You're going to be driving in like Yale Crest and see a yard sign that says, Rocky Anderson, fire and focus. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, good words. They chose some really strong words there. Yep. I agree. I do think we need more bold leadership on this issue. I mean, I, I often like this is a criticism I feel like I often have of our local electeds, especially like Salt Lake County and below. I think they often do a lukewarm job communicating exactly what they are doing to the public. Like I often have moments in this city where I'm like, if I if this doesn't make sense to me, like if mm-hmm. I don't understand what's going on here, I'm sorry. Very few people do. Like, it's my job to understand what's going on here, and I don't. So I do think, like, bold leadership can also mean strong communications. And, like, I think a lot of people in this city feel like they they couldn't define for you what the city is doing and what the mayor's vision is on this issue. I mean, the mayor's office, the city would say they've made historic investments in building housing here. We host two of the county's homeless resource centers. We help fund permanent supportive housing, all these things. But throughout her term, of course, Mendenhall has been beating this drum of this is the state's problem. This is not the city's problem. We cannot solve this alone. But what can the city do exactly? And we asked the mayor that, and she said, well, our role is land use, funding, and convening. And convening she has done, right? She Mm -hmm. has brought major players to the table um, from across the county, from across the state. But, you know, on the city's end, I feel like as a resident, Allie, there has been a lot of hot potatoing, (laughs) I guess I would call it, Mm -hmm. especially around the issue of camp abatements. Uh, The public might know them as sweeps. It is where Uh, homeless encampment where people have been living on the streets is cleaned up and torn down and those people are forced to move elsewhere. And Allie, I have been reporting on homelessness for like the past three years in this city. And I was there when Mayor Mendenhall announced the Community Commitment Program, which would launch enhanced cleanups and, you know, encampment mitigation. But as the years have gone on. It's kind of floated between Salt Lake County Health Department and the city and back and forth and back and forth. And when we asked her about abatement, she was like, you need to talk to the county health department about that. And so we did. And the county health department, Dr. Angela Dunn, the executive director, said, well, abatements, as many people understand them, you know, on a smaller scale level, those happen by the city's teams. So I don't know. As a resident, I'm just hoping someone takes responsibility for this issue. I'm frustrated. All of Salt Lake City's residents are frustrated, housed or unhoused. And um, yeah, I mean, the closest government to me is my city government. And so that's where I want to see the boldest leadership. I don't disagree with you. And yet, I also think if you drive up and down this valley... You can see with your own eyes that this homelessness crisis is not just a Salt Lake City issue. Absolutely. This is a countywide issue. There are people who are homeless across this county. And moreover, there are people in an increasing affordability crisis and an increasing housing crisis that are steps from being homeless all across this county. And Mayor Aaron Mendenhall is the mayor of Salt Lake City. 
But this county is home to a third of the state's population, and it also has a mayor. Her name is Jenny Wilson. Her name is nowhere in this editorial. Her health department runs abatements. The county that she runs is responsible for administering the point-in-time count which is basically our homelessness census, and determines what kind of federal funding the county gets to then distribute around this issue. I never hear the name Jenny Wilson when this issue is brought up. And so I do think like, yeah, our our mayor's office is steps. It is literally steps from my home. Like that is what I, that is in my line of sight. And I know that that makes it the place that we want to turn. And I'm not trying to absolve this mayor's office. I do think we have not seen the kind of bold leadership that the trip is calling for here. I, I actually agree with that take. But, like, let's let's be thoughtful here about how many players are honestly involved in this, right? And, like, I – I mean, these editors at the Tribune are really smart. They know what they're doing. They know it's an election year. Another reason this editorial was really surprising to me is because currently Mayor Mendenhall's biggest competitor is someone who is famed for being aggressive on issues. And I think that's really interesting to a lot of voters right now because they feel that the city has had a very staid response to a lot of issues, that the tone has been a little bit Mm. more, a little bit calm, a little whispery, right? It hasn't been a yell. But at the same time, like, former Mayor Rocky Anderson is not known for having incredible relationships (laughs) with any of the agencies that the Salt Lake Tribune has listed in this op-ed. The church, the the state, the legislature, like bureaucratic institutions. Like, and so I guess I'm just like, are you guys just sort of like maybe taking advantage of the fact that this is an election year to publish something like like this that is like a little bit of an arm twist? Yeah. What exactly is the purpose? I wonder if we'll see a rebuttal from Mayor Mendenhall. And I would be interesting to see what it is. Because, again, what the Trib has done here is they've kind of laid out some fiery points, but then they've also explained why all of those fiery points are sort of complicated by lack of action at every level. And so I don't know. I don't know where we go from here. I was looking to see if Aaron Mendenhall had responded to the Tribune's editorial. So I uh, went on over to her campaign's Instagram page. And I don't know if this was in direct response, but most recently she's put out a video about tone and how coming at this legislature in particular with anger and, you know, combativeness, That has not worked for Salt Lake City in the past, Mm -hmm. right? Our legislature, supermajority Republican, they love sticking it to Salt Lake City, a blue dot in a very red state. And so, you know, she has really set the tone for how the Salt Lake City mayor's office can interact with this legislature. And I think, you know, some people would say baby steps are better than a million steps backwards, which is often what we get at the hands of this legislature. So, and let's not forget, like, Mayor Erin Mendenhall is in many ways being the mayor she was elected to be. When she was elected, we had a very fiery mayor, former Mayor Jackie Biskupski, who had a, some would say, terrible relationship with the Utah legislature. And Mayor Erin Mendenhall's campaign back in, what, 2019? 
was very sort of, I'm the adult in the room. I can broker peace here. I can get everyone to the table. I mean, that was the pitch to voters and she won. And so I do think also like the tone that she has struck, whether or not people feel that it meets this current moment, it is the tone that they voted for. Yeah. I would love to hear what Mayor Mendenhall thinks about a potential emergency declaration around homelessness. Yeah. If our neighbors in Denver are doing it, you know, why not? At least talk it through. Let's talk it through. Last thing I would say, do you remember when Mayor Mendenhall issued an emergency mask mandate in Salt Lake City schools because the county council wouldn't? I do. Health and Human Services is not within the city's mandate. It is not within their purview, um, which has been the argument around homelessness as well. So I don't think it's so far-fetched for the mayor to consider an emergency declaration around homelessness either. Before we take a quick potty break here, I do feel the need to just say neither you nor I are endorsing a candidate in this race. And I mean, I'm fully absolved because I'm Canadian, so I can't even vote. (laughs) Lucky you. (laughs) CityCast Salt Lake is not endorsing a candidate in the Salt Lake City mayoral race. Salt Lake City, what if this is the year you host Easter dinner or brunch? Harmon's makes big meals easy to prepare with delicious holiday specialties made from scratch. Just heat and serve, baby. Lay a pre-cooked honey ham on the table and absorb the compliments from your family or friends. They don't need to know you napped instead of staring down the oven. And if you're not the host but need something to bring, here are just a few of my favorite spring ideas. First of all, Harmon's fragrant Easter lilies will impress anybody's mom or delight a neighbor. Now there's no need to even heat up a pre-made side like deviled eggs or fresh cut pineapple, but bonus points if you transfer them into your own dish. And as listeners of this show well know, I will lose my mind if you show up to my house with Harmon's Hot Cross Buns. I invite you to make some new Easter traditions with Harmon's. Okay, Emily, on an entirely different note, One of the best things about being a journalist is that your inbox is full of press releases, and sometimes they are truly bonkers. And we got one this week that was so delightful to read because of how truly bonkers it was. It was from a website called Bet Carolina. Um, But this website, for some reason, put together a list of the top states in the nation to get married, like to actually have a wedding. And Utah was number one. North Carolina wasn't even number one. number one. And I just want to say, here are uh, a couple of the reasons. One, they say that there's a lot of convenience in being able to find relevant wedding services for your big day. We are in the top five U.S. states overall for the availability of event planners, jewelers, florists, and photographers. But I really like this point they make, which is that because we as a state have a low divorce rate and a high marriage rate, it's a good place to come get married because it like foreshadows success for your marriage. Yes. It's like the magic eight ball or something. Visit Utah. A fortune cookie. Please make an ad campaign about that. That is hysterical. (laughs) Your odds of staying happily married are increased if you get married in this state. Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh I love God. it. I love it. And then they also say we have a ton of venues. So okay. I would like to know your take on this as someone who is planning a wedding right now. Here's my take. My wedding is in less than a month. And my God, Allie, I did not plan for it to, one, cost so much money. Uh, two, I didn't know where to start because there are so many options. Oh, interesting. Like Google wedding florals or something. Too many options. Too many options. Don't know how to pick. Wedding DJs. Too many options. None of them women. I tried to find a woman DJ, Allie. Really? Not, not, not a one. Listen, I'm so looking forward to getting married, Allie, but if this were me um, 10 years ago, I would not be looking forward to getting married because yeah. uh, I don't think 20-year-olds should get married, and our state does, actually. Like, yeah. it is highly encouraged to get married early in Utah. A lot of that has to do with um, the Latter-day Saints culture here. Yeah. And it's stressful to plan a wedding. And it would be even more stressful if I were fresh out of high school, like yeah. so many, so many young women are who are getting married in Utah. Yeah. I mean, Utah stays getting married. Like we do have these crazy high marriage rates. And it's interesting because our leaders are obsessed with marriage and the family unit. There's like this, um, have you heard of this like sort of like philosophy in kind of conservative politics, familyism? You can't just add ism to any word and make it a thing. (laughs) I think it's probably something that Brad Wilcox invented, who's sort of this like think tanky guy who's very, very online and he talks about marriage a lot. He runs the Marriage Institute at UVA. Uh, Um, But he tweeted something at the end of June, which was this like Pew research that a record high share of 40-year-olds in the U.S. have never been married. And he said, incredibly bad news from Pew today. And I was sort of like, do you want people marching into serious commitments that they don't believe in? Like, regardless of what you believe, like, that seems. Yeah, why is this bad news? And what does this have to do with you, Brad Wilcox? Like, not your business, not your chair, not your problem, okay? Right. And (laughs) not your jeans, not your Coke, to quote Lindsay Lohan. (laughs) So. Senator Mitt Romney wants to pay us to have kids. And like there is this sort of sense of panic around declining marriage rates in this nation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not an economist and I'm not really going to get into the economics side of that. But yeah, I don't know. I'm like it's the obsession with marriage is just something I'm kind of hooked on. Like I kind of like watching everyone panic about it as the child of divorce. (laughs) Here's what I will say. Utah is a beautiful place to get married. So like for that reason alone – Get married just for the photos. Yeah. Dude, my cousin <laughs> for the who views. lives in Peterborough, Ontario, texted me last year and was like, we're thinking of getting married in Moab. Like, what do you know about Moab? And I was like, oh, dear. Oh, boy. Well, <laughs> let them know this is the best state to get married in. Well, now I have incredibly credible information from NorthCarolinaBetting.com. <laughs> I'd bet on that. Okay, before we get out of here, let's do pick of the week. Emily means you first. What's your pick of the week? Um, Real cool news for transit nerds. Construction workers uncovered streetcar tracks under <gasps> State Street this week. I saw Isn't those that photos. Neat? They are so cool. Can't you imagine if State Street had a streetcar on it instead of being a six-lane highway? <laughs> There's okay. some major construction going on there. I'm honestly not entirely sure what they're doing. I think they're building a 
big median or something. That's what it looks like. But yeah, wouldn't that have been cool if we had a streetcar running up and down our Grand Boulevard? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I forgot that there's the plan for State Street and they want us to start walking across that road. (laughs) They're so silly. What's your pick of the week, Allie? Yeah, my pick of the week is 801 Day, baby. Uh, We here at CityCast Salt Lake are declaring 801 Day a holiday. We're not the first to do it, but we might be the most emphatic so far. Um, Tuesday, August 1st. 801 day, a day that honors our area code. In other cities across this great nation that have area code dates, they go pretty hard celebrating. And I think there's no reason we shouldn't be doing the same in Salt Lake. Now, 435, we see you. You're valid. We know you grew up in Heber. That's important. Um, But unfortunately, April 35th doesn't exist. So uh, 801 day is our day. You, me, Terina, Ivana, the whole CityCast team, we're throwing a party. At Second Summit Cider in Mill Creek, which is so cool if you haven't been yet. It just opened. It is a cidery built around pickleball courts. You don't have to play pickleball, but if you want to, you can play for free and there'll be rentals. And I've never played pickleball. So if you know how to play pickleball, I'd love if you came and taught me how to play pickleball. I I am a tennis player. I can be reformed. Allie, we should challenge someone. (sighs) No. Well, I am rehearsing because I think I might stand on a table and give the speech from Braveheart. <laughs> so I've been doing a lot of mirror practicing. Okay. I'll be I'll be free to challenge someone to pickleball. I, too, have never played. Uh, I prefer tennis. And uh, yeah, same. I'm ready to strut my stuff. Okay. Well, listen. Tickets to our 801 Day Party are $5, but that also buys your first drink. It starts at 7 o'clock on Tuesday, August 1st. There's a link in the show notes to grab a ticket. You'll also be able to buy a ticket at the door. And most exciting, holy crap, I can't believe we forgot to mention this part. There will be a special CityCast Salt Lake Second Summit Peach Ginger Seasonal 801 Day Cider available for you to drink. This is so exciting, Allie. And we got to design the can label and it's so cute and Oh, my God. I'm so excited. It's going to be a great time. So leave the kids at home. It's 21 and up. But bring all your friends. And and sip our cider. We're looking forward to it. And sip our cider. It's not a metaphor. Okay. Emily Means, have a fantastic weekend. I will see you on Monday. See you Monday, Allie. That is all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Our lead producer is Emily Means. Our producers are Ivana Martinez and Lizzie Goldsmith. Our newsletter editor is Therina Ria, and our host is me, Ali Bayarta. Music is by the local band Mitochondria, and we have some additional music from all the kimonos. We will be back Monday morning with more from around this city. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.